Turn on the radio. My homie got a new show and it's time to play it though. I hope you got in tune. He talking bigger business. He make a lot of moves. He talking Scott Catoon. Welcome to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon. It's been a little bit of a break. A lot of things have changed for me. Hopefully it changed for you in a good way. Uh, we welcome to the world, if you're wondering where I've been, uh, if you're a podcast listener, you haven't had a podcast in two weeks, it is because we had our baby girl, Vivian. Um, I don't even know, like it's, I don't even know what to say. I want to describe it and say, you know, all the things that, that parents and new dads and everyone says, but it, I, it hasn't really sunk in yet. I just look at this little face and I just thank God every day it looks like me. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. I want to also um, give a little shout out to my wife, Jen, who did an incredible job throughout the pregnancy, also did an incredible job delivering a beautiful little girl. Uh, I could not be more proud of her and uh, and more love what she has done for us as a family. So little shout out to Jen. Now let's get down to business. It's been a while. Uh, so I figured, you know what? Let's ease into this. Let's ease back into the startup showcase. We've got everything in studio. I don't know where the buttons are. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I drank enough to make up for what Jen wasn't able to drink the last like month. So I, I went blind and I don't know where all the buttons are. So we had everyone come in studio. We've got uh, one showcase uh, startup that you can invest in via Republic. Uh, they will be on at 135. It's Book in Maine uh, here in studio. She will be here, Tracy. Uh, so go ahead and go to republic.co and sign up so you can invest right along with us. And we're going to talk about the company. We'll have a little bit of time for Collins if you so choose. Uh, so you can look up uh, how to call us. I'll come back at that segment and give you the time on that. And also, we're going to talk innovation with uh, a, a buddy of mine, a guy I've known now for a long time, Jeremy Barris, who runs Mass Challenge. We've worked together in the past on different different things in, in our careers. Um, but now he is the Ma- Midwest director of mass challenge and i'm excited to i don't want to i don't want to share like i don't want to to ruin this but i want to surprise him he's probably in the other room listening i want to surprise him with some questions about what i think makes his organization different from others because i have a little bit of experience believe it or not in working with large organizations and innovation two things that you know kind of don't really go that well together uh so we've got that and uh, what else do I got here? I've got I got notes somewhere, right? I, I told you I forgot what I'm doing. Um, ah, yes, Catapult. I'm a huge fan. Speaking of innovation and incubators and startups, I'm a huge fan of Catapult Chicago, uh, driven by mostly lawyers, which is kind of unique because I usually don't like lawyers, um, but in this case I do. And I'm going to be hosting a lunch and learn. This Thursday, I don't even know if tickets are still available. This might be a waste of air, uh, but I'm hosting a lunch and learn on fundraising. I think there's 50 or 60 RSVPs already. You know, best case scenario, you're going to learn a lot about when and how to raise capital, which is like kind of a hot button issue for me. I, I'm kind of tired of this like companies that are in the business of raising capital. They're not in the business of building companies, which is a, a tangent for a show. You know what? It sounds like a good tangent, a good podcast. That's what it sounds like uh, a good podcast. But uh, whether it's just for that reason or you just want free food, uh, I'm picking up the tab on lunch. So make sure you look up uh, Catapult Chicago and see if they've got tickets available still to hear me drone on about how to raise capital. Um, and other than that, I think we're just going to have a really good show. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that uh, that everything goes smoothly because I'm I'm like half there. Haven't really figured out the sleep thing yet. That is real, by the way, folks. I know all, most of you listeners have, already have kids and have gone past this stage. The whole sleep thing. I was calling BS on this, and now less so. And I can't even imagine for Jen, because that's like a whole nother. She doesn't sleep, period. I get to sleep in like, you know, three, four-hour, five-hour chunks, which is crazy. This whole thing, man, it's 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 real. It's surreal. That's where we're at. Uh, anyway, I'm going to take a quick break, 
And we are going to come back with Jeremy Barris and talk about how his organization, Mass Challenge, is working with not just startups, but but big innovators to to create a an ecosystem that maybe works a little better than the one they're used to. So I'm Scott Coutinho, you're listening to WGN AM 720. Jeremy Barris, welcome to the show. Uh, it's been a little while. I haven't I haven't seen you out and about in the in 1871. Now you're at Mass Challenge and you're you're flying around. What's going on, man? Yeah, no, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, it's been it's been fun. I, you know, since uh, my startup days, I've kind of done the corporate scene for for a few years, um, but started at Mass Challenge about four months ago and loving it and uh, kind of back in, in this world. So. What is Mass Challenge? So we are basically a global nonprofit accelerator um, based in Boston. We're focused on strengthening uh, innovation ecosystems all over the world. And so we really work with high-impact startups um, in, in across any industry. And then we also work with, with corporate partners. We have a roster uh, of about 500 corporate partners, um, everyone from Microsoft, Fidelity, PepsiCo, you know, Nestle, all the way down to local and regional companies, yep. um, really helping them do a few things, solve innovation challenges, solve business challenges, uh, introduce new ideas, new new products, and new, new concepts uh, that can help move the needle from a growth and revenue perspective for them, um, and just... Uh, create ways for them to engage with startups and entrepreneurs, uh, which I think is tremendously valuable. I would agree. Walk me through sort of the process a little bit. So I want to understand. So like the, the Microsofts of the world are all these people paying, you know, some sort of contribution to you guys and like in perpetuity, or is it like on a case you, you like, Walk me through the model. Yeah, so everything's different. So, so high level, we're a nonprofit. Yep. Um, so we're different than some of the other accelerators, incubators that uh, many of your listeners may have heard of. In the sense that you know we take zero equity, so it allows us to attract best in class startups on that side, and then also really removes any barriers to entry on the corporate side as well. Yep. As it relates to the structure. Totally different, totally customized for every single corporate partner. Um, we do generally have multi-year engagements with our partner, um, right. not in perpetuity. The way we make money as a nonprofit is is, is our is our corporate partners do sponsor us and yep. sponsor a specific program, and we no the startups the startups pay to be a part of no this? so startups okay, apply. Yeah. So there's a there's really a rigorous uh, four round application Therein process. Lies the genius of the model. Yeah, no, exactly. So startups, so it's a four round application process. Um, applications are open from January through March of each of each year for the most part um and then um the selected startups in each cohort for each program um basically go through a 16-week program uh 16-week curriculum-based program they learn the basic blocking and tackling of business growth connect with our mentors connect with local innovation leaders ecosystem leaders in the in the community uh, and then the best of the best within that cohort um win an equity-free cash award uh usually per startup it's around 150 to 200 thousand dollars wow that's awesome and so like where where do the partners get involved in this it really starts from day one. So if, if we have a partner that, let's say, start, that signs on today, um, so our Boston cohort, cohort for this year actually starts on Monday. Yep. Um, so it's engagement in, uh, in our Boston cohort. Uh, they can mentor startups. They can work one-on-one, hold office hours within our space. They can run sort of micro-pilot programs, if you will, where the startups will kind of work with them and w- work with their leadership teams to, to kind of... Uh, build out use cases, build out uh, uh, concepts that are relevant to that specific partner and, and that specific business. Um, it's also an opportunity for the partner to have really a four-month runtime to vet uh, these startups and, yeah. and, and work with them. And then if they choose to invest in them, acquire, acquire them, partner with them after the fact, we're not going to get in the way because we have zero equity. Yeah, which is nice. Um, so one of the things that I'm kind of curious about is the – you, you talked before, well, I guess this was off the show, you said that most of these companies are, are agnostic as far as like the vertical. Yep. 
Um, but what do you see as the most typical type of company that comes through you? You know, it's it, it's really a lot of it is is <clears throat> geographically centered. So yeah. we we run our programs in Boston, Austin, Houston, um, Providence, and then Mexico City, Jerusalem, and Geneva. So very global. In Boston, you'll get what also you, very good travel schedule. Very good travel schedule. Those are all some sweet for, for some reason, I have yet to go overseas. I'll have to talk to our, our, my boss about that. But yeah, um, right. but yeah, so in Boston, it's biotech as you would expect. It's it's you know finance. Uh, it's uh, health health tech uh, primarily. Um, down in Texas, it's you know energy focused, gas and oil focused. Um, you know, overseas, it's a little bit different of a structure. So in some ways, you know, we have some of these, you know, specific areas of focus or tracks or verticals, if you will, but we're not limited necessarily by those. And definitely startups across the world in any industry, any category can absolutely apply. And we've seen startups from virtually every category go through our program program over the last 10 years. What has been like the biggest thing that you've learned now, not being the entrepreneur, but being the person who's trying to work with them? Because I, I feel like back in the day, I, I would be looking at this and I've always been like adverse to mentors. Not, yeah. It's just, I, I never really took direction well to begin with. So like when I would have to listen to people, like if you've succeeded in a certain area, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm not going to take direction all that well still, but like I'm listening. If not, my brain like was predisposed to like you don't understand what I'm trying to do. What is it like to switch the? Switch there's roles? it's interesting. There's a there's a bias there. I, I think for me, what's interesting is I come from a startup background and I and I come from a corporate background. So I've been on both sides. And for me, given my role here, based in Chicago. It's an opportunity for me to wear my startup hat in, in, in trying to identify the right types of companies that would be appealing to our startups, as well as trying to um, work with our startups in a way that helps them grow and helps them uh, achieve their goals, while also trying to find the right type of company that is, is focused on innovation, is focused on trying new things, on, on being more efficient both internally and externally, and open to those new ideas and access to these to these emerging companies. So really... It's an interesting opportunity for me to really connect a lot of dots from my career into this role, uh, as well as really building our presence here as well. You know, it's funny. So, like the the other question I would ask, and I want to, I'm going to ask you this question sort of in a conversational manner, like we just dialogue about yeah, it, yeah. because th- there's an exact other question here, and that is, how do the corporations work with the startups? It's like mm-hmm. the exact same thing. You've been on the corporate side. What's it like being trying to in- 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 ingrain them with startups? I am phrasing this in a silly way because. I think it's like this very perplexing thing that is so vital. And we yeah. see it in Chicago and you see it obviously in the East coast a lot yep. um, because of the sheer volume of like fortune 500, 1000 companies and startup. Hub. Mm-hmm. The startups that I talk to, and when I say startups, it's at this stage of like founders sure. have almost no idea what needs to be done in order to connect and work with a big business. Like, yeah, you can get a couple of clients selling software. Mm-hmm. Fine. Selling into you know Allstate or somebody there. There's HIPAA. There's there's data. There's so, so much, much. So much regu- regulation. So much red tape. And that yeah. doesn't even get into like the selling process, Absolutely. like going to the CEO versus like you're used to picking up the phone. It's not that way. And they have to buy in. Like there's all this stuff. At the exact same time on the other side, there's all these corporations on mm-hmm. both sides going, oh man, we really need to innovate. We really need to do this and this and this. And they have absolutely no idea how to work with 100%. a startup because they want to be like, well, okay, this is all cool and great. How do we go ahead and put build a process around this? It's like, dude, if you do that, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is 
It's amazing. How do you deal? You know, it's funny. So I, I talk about my experience in the corporate world. The the two companies or the industries I worked for were in commercial real estate and advertising. Oh, so uh, like super fast paced and, it, and proactive. It, it, exactly. Talk about wanting to innovate but having no idea how. It's, you know, in commercial real estate, they've done the same thing, same yeah. business model for 40 years. Advertising, same business model for just as much time. They just got replaced with a click, but yeah. But yeah, <laughs> more or less, right? And so, and those are two, just two examples. But there's, I can't tell you how many industries, how many partners, um, I've seen and I've spoken to that it, know they have to innovate, have no idea how to your point, um, or they're starting their own CVC groups yep. internally or starting their own innovation accelerators uh, internally as well, especially in the food and ag uh, yeah. industry. I, I feel like it's like the food one. I mean, I, I'm familiar with that, obviously, with a lot yeah. of people on the show. I think that one lends itself well, because at the end of it the does. day, like you have to have supply chain sure. from the get-go. Um, the other stuff, though, to your point, I mean... Oh, and here, by the way, pro tip for anyone who's in the advertising business that's not working at like a big three, um, change your title to market <laughs> research and up your up your asking price ten grand. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, take that with you. Uh, but, I no, but but like, <laughs> the, the thing here that's going on that I think is is so interesting is is like the the big no one is doing it well. The big yeah. companies and the startups, and we talked about this. We only have a couple minutes, but we talked about this before you came on. They're they're. The big problem with startups is it's super sexy because money comes yeah. fast and it, and it hits the people, the right people that not that there's right or wrong, but the people who hit it right get rich quick. Sure. And so all these people come running into the play and they don't realize that most people actually flame out really fast and lose a ton of money. And so while it seems cool, it's really difficult. Yeah. And all these organizations have been set up to make money however they've been making money. If they need to make augmented revenue to keep the wheels going they usually lean on things like we'll help corporate VC, blah, 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 blah. And it always collapses. And that's the thing you guys, I think, have a unique spin on is your sole we, business. Is we, we play that role, yeah. right? So it, it can be super high level, super uh, uh, macro level where it's just, look, you know, a, a corporate wants to engage with startups. Sure, we can we can provide that. You know, that's pretty easy. Um, and as we talked about uh, uh, earlier as well, um, we can get super granular, super micro as it relates to actually creating these custom programs on, uh, on behalf of partners where they're not even involved in one of the cities yeah. I, I, I mentioned. They, it, literally, it's exclusive just for them or really ingraining ourselves within their leadership teams, within their corporate structure, corporate foundation to actually uh, let them understand and allow them to understand how it all works. So I want we have you have like two and a half minutes here yeah. and, and I want to make sure you get this across. Um, cause I, I think it's actually even more, you use the word granular, even more granular than that. Your difference. Yeah. Um, I, I think any, not anyone, but anyone who knows something can go in and can build a program around you, depending, you tell me enough information about what stru- you're struggling. Sure. I can build something. Sure. Um, what I think is different is how you guys are aligned by being a nonprofit and not taking equity. I think I'd like to have you talk a little bit here about why you think the way you're aligned, the way you're built and structured is such a strategic advantage, not just for you to grow, but for everyone who plays ball with you. Yeah. You know, I think, first of all, um, we have no skin in the game, right? So our goal and our role is is to be conveners and, and matchmakers, if you will, right? And, and it allows us, because we have no equity associated with our model, the startups that come in are going to be the best in class in their industry from all over the world. We've had startups from 54 countries uh, go through our program over the last 10 years. They are the cream of the crop. On the corporate side, 
Um, if you want to do anything with a startup, if you want to partner with them, JV, uh, acquire them, merge with them, um, we're not going to stand in your way. In fact, we encourage that, obviously. And um, that, you know, because we have zero equity. So it's yeah. not like, we're, you know, startups are giving up 6% to participate, to go through our program, things like that. Literally, whatever you want to do, the, the, there are no barriers to entry. Um, and it really is very proactive, very sort of strategic and 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 um, one-on-one and direct as it relates to what we do and, and the startups as well. I want to end on uh, two little quick points. One you made uh, early on, which is, I just love this. Mostly because I hear the vanity metrics all day long from everybody, and they're all the same, yep. and including us. We're guilty, too, because in case you didn't know, we've had 500 companies <laughs> featured. Uh, they've raised over a billion dollars in capital, $50 million directly from you people who've invested via Republic. There's my plug. Shameless. <laughs> um, but your metric, I love. It's jobs. Yep. It was job creation, mm-hmm. which is how this thing got started. It's all about the jobs. That part I love the most, about how, which is probably why you guys are so well aligned to be successful. The other thing that I really, really like about this is uh, the smartness of recognizing that the failure rate for startups is like 90%. And if you want to get, I, I technically redefine startups at a different like stages. So like, if you really want to say like they've, they've done some revenue, like let's move sure. them a little past the idea stage. It's like 75% fail rate in 18 months. The idea that you're going to sit around and try to build your business model on the off chance that one of your partners buys one of these companies is so mind-blowingly stupid that I love yeah. watching companies stumble and you're just like, no, nah, that's cool. We'll just work with you. You guys take all the upside and just make sure we have enough money to support the team. We offer a low to no risk solution for any corporate corporation that wants to engage with startups. It's, I, I, it's, it's literally like, and they all have different metrics, but it's literally, um, there is no risk. You know, there, There's no reason why you shouldn't. So. I totally agree. Where do people go to learn more about Mass Challenge and to sign up and apply and all that other stuff? Yeah, masschallenge.org. Plain That's and simple. very simple. I was yeah. expecting you to, to go on for like five seconds. Yeah, or no. Uh, social media? I got, I got, um, we're running, I'm trying to hit so time this perfectly, <laughs> so man. Social media, uh, at Mass Challenge on, on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram as well. Um, but really, our website has everything you need to know. Awesome. So. Thank you, Jeremy. Cool. Thanks, all right, man. we're going to take commercial. We'll come right back with the news.